I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Race for the Ring, episode 89, to you in 22. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. It has been a hot minute since I have spoken with all of you guys, and I I just wanted to say that I hope you had a wonderful holiday, Thanksgiving, um, New Year, and that you're starting off 2022 with um, a, a new lease on life, um, some fire in your step, and some warmth in your heart. I definitely am trying to have all of the above myself. I am doing a solo podcast for you today to sort of kick off the third season of The Race for the Ring. And wanted to just share a little bit about what I've been up to and some of the things I've learned along the way um, since I've spoken with you last. And also a little bit about what this show is going to look like this season. So every season, we kind of like switch it up a little bit. I mean, obviously, the show's title, The Race for the Ring, kind of leads into the fact that it is a dating podcast. But rather than just talk about, you know, dating dilemmas and crazy stories, I also like to weave in some informational, um, you know, content for you uh, so that you learn things along the way, too, that you can implement into your la- dating life relationships and things like that. Um as you well know, and some of you who are new to this program, I, you know, bring in dating experts, coaches. I also talk to a lot of um, therapists about variety of different issues that come up in dating and relationships, whether it be personality disorders such as narcissism um, or 
anxiety um, or, uh, you know, dealing with difficult situations that may not be classified psychological disorders, but certainly roadblocks along your, you know, path of, of relationship heaven, so to, so to speak, if there is such a thing. Um, so, so this this season, um, it's it's going to obviously consist of some of that too. But I definitely, because I personally have um, started, uh, you know, my own journey in becoming a psychotherapist to kind of implement into my what I'm calling retirement career. Um, again, new people listening, I am a full time publicist. I'm a former news anchor and reporter and worked in television news for a decade and still contribute um, to some programs and still find myself on air because I wrote a a couple books now, but one um, called You Don't Need to Be a Bitch to Be a Boss that is basically about leading with empathy um, and dives in a lot to the fact that women tend to compete with other women in the workplace, especially and obviously in personal life too. But I focus predominantly in the workplace in that space and why that's obviously, well, not obviously, but it's definitely uh, very detrimental to both parties and um, not necessary. And, you know, the fact that you can't be friends with everybody, but if you can support your sisters, it will, you know, come back to you tenfold. So there's a lot of information about that. I'll probably be talking a little bit about that too in this year. Um, not so much to push the book, but more to kind of share some of the content that's in the book because it definitely is, um, you know, right on target, right on time for what we're dealing with in the pandemic, kind of coming out of the pandemic, I guess, I'm hoping. Um, but, you know, the climate that we're in and the fact that so many people are trying to find purpose today more than ever before. A lot of people aren't necessarily driven by, you know, money. They're looking for, you you know, to basically careers and things that they can do um, on a regular basis, even if it's a side hustle or, uh, you know, a glorified hobby, uh, if you will, is that they feel that they're giving something of themselves that's of value and they're also receiving something from what they're involved in that's valuing them. So... I want to talk a little bit about that too, because why does that, why does this all matter to dating? Um, cause this obviously isn't a career show, um, or an entrepreneur show or anything like that. It pertains to dating because it makes you happy. If you're unhappy with what you're doing on a regular basis, day in and day out, and let's be, let's be honest, you know, the majority of our time is spent working, um, for most of us anyway, if we're lucky enough to have a job, um, I say um a lot. I noticed that when I listen to these podcasts, so I'm going to stop doing that. But that said, <laughs> just being authentic, I I think that if you're unhappy in your in your person or your per professional life, obviously it trickles into your personal life. You're not going to show up as your best self on a date, uh, and then you're not going to you know take that date to a second date. And if you're in a relationship or in the beginning of a relationship and you're unhappy with your with whatever's going on in your life and you're not bringing you know your best self to the quote table, then that's also going to be an, a you know a detriment to whatever the future holds in in that lane with that other person. So it's really important to sort of make sure that you're uh, pertaining to all of and, and being mindful of all of the different aspects of your life uh, before you really get involved in a relationship because 
well, there's never always, go, you know, it's not always going to be smooth sailing and all happiness. Uh, it's important that you be honest with yourself in terms of what's important to you and what you need for yourself as a person before you can really look to, um, you know, partner up with another person and create a relationship. So I'm going to talk a lot about that and interview some experts uh, pertaining to different things to make us happy, obviously, whether it be in the workplace or personal life. Um, and also share some of, as I mentioned, content from my, my new book that I'm really proud of. Um, and then I'm also going to talk about the importance of being present. And we're going to focus on that throughout the year too. I find for myself, and it's something that was always top of mind, I guess in the last couple of years, I've been doing like more things to try to stay present, which to be honest with you started during the pandemic. Like probably many of you had the same, you know, epiphany. If you hadn't already been more focused on being present, I found that meditating even just 10 minutes a morning and making sure I exercised and taking walks with my dogs and, and just not putting, not having a phone in my hand or not listening to podcasts to be distracted and just looking at the trees and listening to the sounds and um, observing the sky and, you know, just being deep in my thoughts uh, without any distractions or outside influences really helped me seem find grounding in a very turbulent time that had so much uncertainty. So I do my best to sort of bring that into my um, day-to-day now that we're sort of in a little bit more normal state. And I think the days that I don't do that are not my best days. So I really come to find that it's worth the, the effort and definitely worth the investment of whatever time I'm putting into it to do at least one or all of those things I just mentioned to you. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that throughout the show. And, you know, maybe some shows will be focused solely on different tactics that we can do. And again, it all goes back to being happy and dating and, um, you know, being like knowing who you are so that you can really find a partner that's going to best suit you and compliment you and bring out the best person that you're capable of becoming. And also just sticking with the, pre- the theme of the being present um, through school, I've learned so much about that. That's such a big part of psychology and overcoming uh, obstacles that you face. Um, we all have times we're not feeling our best and we all have, you know, pitfalls that we hit or, you know, things happen or things don't go right at work or whatever. You don't necessarily have to, again, have like a psychological disorder to, to have value in being present. But even if you are in a bad place, um, maybe you just went through a breakup or, you know, maybe, you know, you're fighting really badly with a partner or maybe you've been single for a really long time and you're just sick of it and you feel bad about that um, or you feel bad about yourself or you don't, you move to a new city and you don't have a lot of friends and you don't know a lot of people. It's really important to not focus on the past and not focus on the future, which I have a tendency, as we all do, to do. So in the past, you're thinking of mistakes that you've made or things you could have done differently or perhaps things that have happened to you or things that you've done to other people that um, were basically not pleasant. Uh, Certainly, you know, mishaps and 
you know, drama, if you will, that happened, or you're thinking, or actually I should say, and, or, because I have a tendency to do both. You think about the future. What is the future going to look like? What am I going to do in three years? Am I going to have enough? Like, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Like, what am I going to do? You know, if this happens or, you know, this and that, and it's obviously that's all part of anxiety and worrying. So, which I have a problem with personally, but that's another story. But I, I, I've learned and I definitely am doing my, my best to just stay focused on today. Maybe not only today, maybe tomorrow. And it's also the rest of the week, but it's not like a week, a year out into the future or something that I can't control. And also not what ifs, like what if this happens? What if that person gets mad? What if my client does this? What if this falls apart? What if that, whatever, you know, until like something actually happens and you have to deal with it, then, um, then, you know, it's, it's not really worth putting your energy into. And again, I know this is all easier said than done, but I, I know that definitely helps stay in a healthy mindset. It can certainly help pull people out of mild depression uh, and things like that if you're more present. So I really encourage all of you to do your best to do that. And through the year, I'm going to help you uh, if you'll indulge me to do so and, and trying to become more present. And last but not least, I wanted to share sort of my new philosophy on dating. So I am turning 48. I'm recording this podcast on January 28th. It's a Friday and I'm in New York and it's going to snow. It's actually flurrying right now. And I'm going to leave here probably this afternoon and head back to New Jersey. I have my children this weekend. And as I was alluding, it's my birthday. My birthday is on Sunday, which is January 30th. So every year I... I sometimes more than once, but every birthday I, I participate. Um, I treat myself to a medium. I'm very into the spirits and like the, you know, afterlife and stuff. I lean into that a lot when I'm lost. So every birthday I, I participate in a session with my medium that I is my go-to. Her name's Elaine Portner and she's been on the show before and I can't, recommend her enough. She was actually part of my first book because she helped me so much through a divorce. I'm um, just kind of getting through all of that. And we did, uh, you know, a nice session and we talked about a lot of things and um, I got to get some insight through her, through my grandparents who I was very close with. And one of the things that came up, not by me, it was like more her through them was the fact that I need to put as much effort into dating as I am into my career. And they were apparently saying that they were very proud of me and, you know, they love watching all of my successes and my, you know, the books I've written and now I'm going back to school. And they kind of made a joke that I keep hiding behind my books because I am so focused on school. I'm like increasing my workload and I'm anxious to graduate and like all that stuff. So, and I enjoy it. I mean, it's definitely not a chore. It's work, but it's a lot of work to be honest with you, but it's, it's enjoyable work. So I like it. I look forward to logging on and taking my classes and stuff like that. But anyway, back to the dating situation. So the, the grandparents 
my grandparents were saying that I need to stop planning so much. So my plan for myself um, in the foreseeable future was to graduate, to stay in PR, to um, seek some support in the PR space um, to help me run my business the right way because I also want to involve myself in the field of psychology, get involved in that. Um, I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like. I know when I'm, quote, old, I'm going to probably do that full-time and keynote speak but I'm not old yet. So I definitely want to keep my feet planted in PR because it's my passion. But I uh, need to focus on growing that psychology practice because when I am, quote, old, I want to be able to easily slide into that and not have to start from a ground up, you know, I guess, career um, and business and be able to keep my lifestyle kind of intact and all of that. So that said, I um, have decided that I'm going to open a practice in New Jersey because when I graduate, I will, well, that's sort of what they were telling me not to plan. <laughs> but when I graduate, coincidentally, because I actually am enrolled at Pepperdine University, now I can take additional courses and get, and get licensed and certified to practice psychotherapy in any state in the United States. But when I graduate, I will be eligible to practice in New Jersey and a couple other states that I have no interest in residing in, and California, because that's obviously where Pepperdine is located. And while I initially was thinking that I would perhaps be New Jersey, Florida, or New York, Florida, something like that when I'm, quote, old, I I um, really fell in love with like Southern California. And I have a nice foundation of friends. I have friends in South Florida too. I have quite a few actually, but I have a nice pocket of friends in Southern California, which considering I haven't really spent a ton of time there is kind of interesting and unique and special to me. And some ones like almost a lifelong friend and some are new friends. And I just, aside from the friendships, every time I go there, um, while I love Florida and when I say Florida, I'm, I'm thinking more like Hollywood, Miami, Surfside, like that area. I really feel home when I'm in, in LA. Like I like Southern California a lot. It doesn't necessarily have to be like LA proper, but like that area or even like maybe San Diego. But I really just like being close to a really big city because I like that energy, but I also love the beach and certainly love warm weather. So in my planning, I was thinking that I would do New Jersey because that's where my children are. And I have a sneaking suspicion that's probably where they're going to wind up residing or kind of coming back to because their father's there and stuff. Um, and when I say New Jersey, I could practice in Jersey and I could live in Philadelphia, like have an apartment or I could have keep my apartment in New York and just like practice in North Jersey and like be closer to my kids if that's where they are. Or, and sorry, not or, and then I can also have a, a bigger presence and a bigger practice in Southern California and just sort of go back and forth as opposed to New Jersey, um, New York, or sorry, New Jersey, uh, Florida. So I sort of decided that I was going to be in California and I still really want to be in California. And I'm hopeful that comes to fruition because I really love California. But, but the, the, I guess the message that my grandparents were trying to convey to me through this medium was not to do that, like not to not go to California, but not to be so like thinking, okay, uh, like California, 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 you know, um, it just sort of like 
that's out there, put it in the universe and finish school. And when I graduate, see what's what my life, because they want me to be guided more by love and not by my career anymore. So not to say like my career is going to go by the wayside or I'm not going to pursue any of these goals and dreams that I have for myself, but just not to be so pigeonholed that that's going to be my plan and that's what I'm going to do. And, and they weren't saying that I might meet somebody and then, you know, not person and then wouldn't be even open to shifting. They were basically saying through her that, being so hyper focused on a plan, you may miss other messages and other things that are out there because you're not even really paying attention to being present. So it goes back to being present. And I think even with my planning, while it's so good, you know, really good intentions and it's really like healthy to have like a future plan for yourself, I strongly believe in that. I've done that my whole life. It's sort of a form of being future thinking and then going back to like the fact that you should be present. So for my dating life, I'm really going to make, I, I really don't have a lot of free time at all. I mean, that's not even an exaggeration. So my schedule is that I have my children in the beginning of the week. And then I have the middle of the week that, you know, they, they go well middle to end of the week, they go to their father, but I'm involved in classes. Um, some of those nights. So my only free night other than like weekends is Thursday. So I decided for 2022, um, whenever I'm humanly possible, I'm never ever going to do homework on Thursday nights. I'm not, I'm doing my, I mean, sometimes I can't help it because for work, for PR, the only open night for me to par participate in things is a Thursday night. So on occasion, I'm obviously going to need to do that, but it's still being out and social. But I am going to make a point on Thursdays and hold Thursday evenings for dating and hanging out with my friends and doing things like that. And then obviously the weekends that I don't have my kids, which is every other weekend, I can certainly do that too. But at least that gives me like once a week to definitely like push myself to get out there and be more present and be um, more open. And I have met um, a somebody. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm not really at liberty to say much more, <laughs> but um, we'll see. So I... I'm hopeful. I think that this year is going to be a happy one. Um, it's been stressful already for a variety of reasons, which I'm not going to get into, but I, I think that it's going to be a good year. I'm telling myself that I'm putting it out there and um, optimistic that it will be. And I'm not going to, I'm going to do my everything in my power not to be forward thinking and just try to be as present as possible. So I, my message to you as I wrap up this podcast, that's basically been a really good therapy session for me. Sharing all this with you helps me too, uh, <laughs> is the fact that I want you to be present also. And I'm going to do my, my fair share to help you try to be as present as you possibly can so you get the most out of this year and life as you possibly can. Because at the end of the day, the ultimate ring that we're all racing for is self-love, self-worth, self-care, and just pure happiness. That could be in a form of love, love for yourself, love for another person, just, just appreciation for life, right? So that's my message. I, I will have a guest next week and we will be rolling out shows every week starting now. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye.